You're listening to the Confidence Chronicles podcast, episode number 58. Hola, hola. It's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start reclaiming your confidence. Start standing in your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. I am here to remind you I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my love. Before we get into today's episode, I have a little request. I have been nominated for an Australian Mumpreneur Award, and I am super proud of it because, as you all know, I've been busting my ass doing my podcast, running my business, and working, having my two kids, all of the above, just juggling. And so I'm really, really honored to be nominated for this award. The two categories are Making a Difference Award, which is really what I want to win, and the Leadership Award. So I would love, love, love if you could head over to my link in my bio on Instagram. It says vote for me or head over to the Australian Mumpreneur. It's like entrepreneur, but with mum in front of it and vote for me pretty please. I would really appreciate it. I so appreciate you being here and I thank you in advance for your vote. Let's get into the episode. I am so very honored and excited and happy to have our beloved Miss Janie in the house. She has been working with me for quite some time. She is an amazing human being and mother. She's been through so, so much. And I really am excited to introduce you guys to her because you may hear yourself in her story. You may resonate lots with her and her story. And I really want to highlight you, Janie, because you have been killing it. You've been doing the hard yards. And Janie has just joined the Global Sisterhood as well. She's in New Zealand and she is such a beautiful soul and a warrior. And so I really wanted to have you on the podcast because I want people to be able to hear the stories of the women that are doing the work because it's easy for me to bitch slap people and tell them this, that, and the other. But when we can hear ourselves and others, it is so impactful and powerful. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm going to try not to cry, but I've got my tissues here just in oh, case yeah. I do. We need some tears. It's been a it's been a lot. We've done a lot of work. You've you've jumped yeah. through so many hoops. So if you can maybe tell everybody a little bit about you and 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 how this whole inner work self discovery journey kind of started, where we started working together. Okay, so we started working together. I think. When you released your bitch slap band yeah. bundles is when I first started working with you. And I don't know how long ago that was because I feel like I've known you forever, but I think <laughs> it was the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, so that's the little uh, Instagram DM kind of quick coaching that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right, you did some love and bitch slaps. Yeah, right. and you gave me some great homework and I thought I really need to really dig into this and, and get going and the bitch slap bundles are not enough (laughs) I need some intensives so that's when we started one-on-one coaching um I spent all of last year basically (sighs) crying and oh it was awful 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 time for me um smiling on the outside trying to be that super happy person um 
And then I would come home after working or having my kids, because I've got four beautiful children. They're not little. Um, they're 11 through to 15 years old. Um, and once I was away from them and they couldn't see me, I would sit in my room and cry because my husband of 20 years had an affair and decided that he would rather be with the mistress than with his family. So I was absolutely devastated. And I think it was the beginning of this year, I thought, I can't do this. I can't spend my days crying and my nights wishing that I wasn't going to wake up the next day. Yeah, just, you know, that's not healthy. <laughs> and it's not a lot. You did, you raised these four children. I want you guys to understand because when I spoke to Janie and she told me her story, I was literally like, I'm so in awe of you. I'm, I'm honestly in awe of you because I know how much I want to choke my kids. And I have two. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how many we have, right? Just so you guys yeah. know, it's not a comparison about you got one, I got six. The point is being a mother and having a child depend on you and your body and the energy they take from you and they fuck with you so much. They're your biggest teachers and you having four and having a man who is, you know, so he left to another, he left yeah. to another place. Yeah. We, we live yeah. We lived together. Um, <clears throat> obviously I met him when I was eight, oh, 17. We started going out when I was 18 um, when I was 25, we moved, um, cause I live in New Zealand. We moved from New Zealand to a place called Vanuatu. We lived there for five years. Um, Fiji, right? yeah, it's a tropical Island sort of around the Fiji area. Um, their schooling isn't great. So when my oldest son needed to go to school, I moved back with the kids and my ex was always like, I'll be six months behind you. And that six months dragged on for 10 years. Um, so he would come back. Uh, it was supposed to be every month, but it was like every six weeks he'd come back for a few days. It wasn't very long. And then he'd go back and do his thing in Vanuatu. Um, it was very much a traditional relationship where he was a breadwinner um, and I was a stay-at-home mum. That's how we wanted to work things. And so from his end, I think Vanuatu was just he loves working it's his it's his everything it's his hobby it's his job it's his whole you know persona as this yeah. businessman and so business was hugely important for him plus he had the added sort of I guess pressure that he was the main breadwinner because I was staying home with the kids um and I honestly thought he would move back yeah. I, I I never thought that it was going to drag out for the 10 years. But having said that, we were still very much in a relationship and very much um, talking every day and together. So it was quite, although it was hard and it was not perfect, um, I, I wasn't expecting <laughs> for the divorce to happen at all. So how, how, old were your, how old were your kids when that started, when you were raising them by yourself? Um, I moved over. My oldest was five and a half. And then I had a, um, a four-year-old and two-year-old twins. And two-year-old twins. Oh, two-year-old twins. It's your face. I'm just like, can you feel how hard this must have been for Jamie? Like, this is, I literally, I'm like, you are so amazing. And I know that you're like emotional oh, saying that. You. you have every reason, my love, to be a victim. You have every reason to sit in shit. You have every reason to be pointing the finger outwards and not doing any work. You have every fucking reason, yet you have done what you've done, which I'm going to let you finish, but like, 
I'm just, this is why I wanted you so bad on the podcast because you had choices and you didn't make the choice of blaming and shaming and being a victim and not doing shit for yourself. As you looked after your children as a warrior, you made it happen for yourself the same fucking way. Oh my God. So that happened. Yeah. And tell us more. Okay. Um, so being back with the kids and not having my husband there supporting us, you know, on the day-to-day sort of pick-up, drop-offs and just the madness of having family life, I got quite anxious. Didn't know why because I had, uh, I mean, I'm a quiet, reserved person, but I wouldn't say I was a scared person. But I started getting really anxious, you know, like walking the kids around the block. I'd freak out. I think it was just the pressure. Like if anything happened to me, who's looking after the kids? Because there is no backup. If I, like, God forbid, died during the night, (laughs) there'd be these small little children. They don't know how to call, you know, the ambulance or their grandparents or their dad overseas. So that kind of built. I went to the doctors. He told me I had anxiety. He gave me a prescription for SSRIs. Um, he put me on paroxetine, which is um, supposed to be a short-term fix. Mm. I was on that for 10 years. <laughs> he yeah. didn't tell me it was as hard to come off as, like, taking heroin. Oh my so I tried to come off it um, and failed miserably twice. <laughs> Um, one time I asked my husband to come back. I said, I just need you for a week. You can work from home. I just need you. I just need to know you're in the house. So if I'm melting down and freaking out because being on medication for the 10 years, my anxiety escalated and I would have panic attacks to the point where everything would just kind of close in on me and I would make myself pass out. I would freak out that much. And then I was on benzodiazepines to try and, stop that and it it was too much and I just needed to get off um so I wanted to come off and I said to him could you please come back for the week and I had been off the SSRIs for about a fortnight so I kept spiraling up and down I was like fine and then I'd be like super crying and anxious and he said to me I'm busy at work you're busy with the kids at the time I was also full-time studying to be um a naturopath so (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking (laughs) (laughs) and he said you've got study you've got kids I'm not coming back just go back on the medication because it makes life easier for everybody I just was like this is bullshit you're supposed to be my you know my support person and I think then because that was towards the end of my study then I started really looking at why he wasn't coming back, why, for me, I felt like as, as he was my husband, I wanted to do everything to make him happy. If he wanted to work, I wanted to be that person going, yes, do it. Do have these big dreams, go, go forth and do these amazing businesses. He wanted to travel. So he used to do a lot of solo trips. Um, He went around all Europe and Asia and America. (laughs) he did these beautiful things and I was like you're working hard of course go do it go have a holiday you deserve it um and I wanted him to turn around excuse me and and say the same to me you're worth it I want to come back and help you Um, (laughs) and instead six months later he sent an email and said sorry I 
don't think we need to be married anymore. Um, a week after that, oh, I've met someone else. A fortnight after that, it was she's moved in. Yeah. And I remember sitting down with the kids and saying to them, look, this is what's happened. It's, you know, dad and I still love you very much. We're going to try and co-parent. Um, nothing really changes for you because you're used to mum always being at home and dad being in a different country. So mm. that was really great for the kids because I've not known anything else. Mm. And my daughter said to me, is he dating this woman? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm so sorry, mum. We didn't know how to tell you. He's been having her to stay that whole time that we've been visiting. Oh, my God. That that hit more than anything else. The fact that they had to carry that burden. Yeah. That they knew that this affair had been going on. And he'd been doing that in front of the kids instead of, like, I'm not, I mean, I don't expect monogamy from everyone I mean we're people we're humans you get attracted to other people I just expected the honesty of course yeah and that's what hit me the most and so it was so huge and it was so big yeah I'm like that is like if you're out there listening and your mouth is dropped down to the ground that's exactly (laughs) how I was when I spoke to Janie and if you see her she's this beautiful gorgeous bubbly amazing person internally but obviously you had all of that that you were holding and you know what what do you feel like kept you going (laughs) well I went through the phase of blaming him hating him then blaming her for being a homewrecker Mm -hmm. and being very much like oh my god I'm such a good person why did this happen I've done you know this that and the other poor me poor me I was stockpiling pills because I had planned Hmm. to to, to, I just couldn't there was so much pain I didn't want to be here anymore and the thing that kept me going was I was spite I was like you're not going to be this person awesome that is laid low by Hmm. by another human being that's not the message you're going to show your children and the other half of it was, you're not going to let this woman take your whole family. She's not getting your kids and your man. Yes. So it was those two so things. Anger. You're like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> those two seven bits. Awesome. And then how many, how long was it after that we, we that you were kind of like, what made you go, all right, that's it. I need me. I need to do some shit for myself. I got to work on this because obviously you noticed that we've talked about it before that you were giving so much to him. Mm-hmm. And this is why I say you guys, it's, you can't give to others. And that's why the fucking people on the airplane tell you if the thing comes down, put the shit on your face first, the mask on your face and you can breathe and then you help everybody else. Right. So obviously massive lessons Janie's had, and we've talked a lot about like how she wasn't putting herself first and just like sacrifice and martyrdom and all of this stuff. So where was it where you were like, that's it. I'm going to, what was it? What was there a moment or something that made you go, I need to work and do some shit for me. Yeah. I, I just started slowly. I was taking care of myself because I come off this medication. So I needed to look at, um, so I'm a naturopath, had to look at herbal support and, you know, different supplements to help, lessen the side effects as I came off the medication, but then also to take over to calm my nervous system and to really nourish myself. So I started doing that. 
then I decided because I'd put on a lot of weight from studying and just working um, with the kids, I didn't have time to look after myself. Um, so once I'd graduated, I was like, right, you're going to the gym, started losing weight. And I can't tell you how much going to the gym, you know, when people say, oh, if you're not feeling low, you know, feeling good, go to the gym and you'll get the endorphins. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. And I was like, what a load of bullshit. No one wants to go on the treadmill and sweat and you're going to feel good. But I did. I got on that treadmill and then started lifting weights. And it it really did save me. Like Mm. I would come out of there and feel so much better. And I had an amazing best friend who had also been through his own divorce. Um, He didn't have children because uh, he was in a gay, same-sex marriage. So they hadn't had children. But he got where I was coming from and he was that person he must have listened to me bitch and moan and cry and you know regurgitate those same stories over and over again yeah Um, and he really got me through it and we it was just through talking with him and he's very into um shamanism and metaphysical things so I started you know looking more into that because I've always really enjoyed the sort of witchy woo-woo side of things so and I started listening to different things and yeah. And then I came across your work. I think it was, I had said to you before, I was following Dr. Um, Danielle and then I saw Angela Gallo come up on her feed. So I started following mm-hmm. Angela and then Angela um, mentioned you and I yes. found you and I was like, wow, that, you know, your confidence really shines through. And I just wanted a small piece of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. And, and your work, especially the homework that you've given me, it really made me stop thinking in that victim mode Mm. and being in the present because it's true. The times that I felt so bad and so shitty and so just so low and not wanting to be here on this earth anymore was those times. It wasn't because I was in the future, you know, in the present looking at what I had mm-hmm. it was because I was too busy looking in the past what what's been left behind or future casting not about myself but what was my my husband and his girlfriend doing what was this amazing beautiful life I, I don't know what their life's like I have no idea yeah, in my brain they were having the best time ever and they were like ha 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 everything and Jane's got nothing so it, it was that realization that it was my my mind, my whole mindset. I was making myself miserable, yeah. and there was no need for it. Oh my goodness! And let me tell you guys, when we gave even just with the loving bitch lap, the homework that I gave you, she was like onto it that moment. Like she messaged me back, got the book. I'm reading this. I'm <laughs> like, so there there is power in like when you're ready to make shit happen. When you are ready, and so many people, especially the people we love, that we want to like tell them about how great it is to work on yourself, how great it is to heal yourself when they're not ready. You're just like, why aren't you listening? But when you're ready, nobody can stop you. And you were literally just, you were so amazing because you took the action, you made it happen. You saw that you needed to do more work. And not only that, but we've been working together one-on-one on on Zoom calls from New Zealand and Australia and making this happen, you know, and we're we're now approaching towards the end of our coaching one-on-one and the sisterhood had came out, the global program. and Jenny's like, I'm doing that. And so now you're a part of that. So tell us now, like, what are the things that you feel like 
maybe you've accomplished or you you've seen now that has healed for you or how are you now compared to then like what does the now look like for you well the now involves a lot less crying I still get emotional when I think about things because I have a I'm an emotional person. I, you know, I strongly imprint on people. When when you're my person, you're my person. So it doesn't matter who I'm talking about. If I if I feel strongly about them, I'm gonna get all emotional and cry. <laughs> um, but it's a lot less crying, and it's a lot more about taking up space and not shrinking. I feel like I shrank myself in order for others to shine brighter. It doesn't it didn't matter whether I you know, if it was my ex-husband or my friends or somebody I didn't even know, if I felt like you had more to offer, then I would give you the, the biggest space and I would make myself small so that you yeah. could shine to your fullest. And I would be, stay quiet, not chime up. Now it's very much going into the room and yeah, I might feel intimidated by somebody, but I just take a breath and, you know, see that I'm just as valid. Me, me yeah. being there, my point of view, my, my gifts, my offerings, they're just as valid as someone who might be uber successful or super model pretty or whatever. Yeah. Like no more shrinking. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And tell us about your business. How's that going? Cause that was a big part of what we were doing as well. Mm, so my business is um, very much a new baby business. I've never I've always worked for other people, um, Mm -hmm. not for myself. So it's been a massive learning curve. Um, So I have a naturopathy, herbal medicine and postnatal doula business. And it's still very much up and down as I build my client base, but it's so much better now having done the work with you um, and, and continuing to do the work because I'm not approaching it from a scared lack mentality I get that there is so much you know I can take up as much space as everybody else and we can all be in a room of 150 amazing naturopaths offering the same things but we can all have viable businesses because I'm not going to gel necessarily with the same customer base as those other naturopaths are there's no scarcity like there's no scarcity and I think the biggest thing too that I've seen you really like blossom, even when you shared that that post on Facebook and Instagram, mm-hmm. she shared a really massive vulnerable post and you got beautiful feedback, like yeah. all the beautiful messages from people that were following you. And it's just like having the ability to know that you are worthy and mm-hmm. that you don't need anybody externally to prove that to you, that you were just you were just your own enemy. You were just thinking less of yourself and so you accepted less. And the minute that you... I remember when you were talking about what you wanted in your business and you literally, she literally said what she wanted, went out there and manifested like, I don't know, three clients in the first go and one paid client, the rest were just like trialing. And it was like, and now this, you just opening those gateways, those doors really allowed these people to see you and find you because now you're on, your light is on and people can see it. Your light was off. Nobody can find you. So in the dark where we are hiding. So it's so amazing to watch you fully blossom and you just own your shit and be like, yep, this is me. And, and really, you know, who you've become and and the commitment that you have to the work is what I want to highlight because it's so easy to say you want to change, but you are actually putting your freaking claws in the ground 
and showing the fuck up and making it happen for yourself. And yeah, it's hard. You know what she said? It's, it's not easy. You do your head in, but at least you kind of have the tools now to understand that you don't have to believe the bullshit thoughts, you know? It really is true. It doesn't matter if it's emotional or physical or, you know, spiritual health, nothing will change unless you put that effort in and really go to work because it's easy to take a pill and mask those symptoms, Yeah, but you're just pushing it down further and it's going to make a bigger mess when it comes out eventually. So you might as well get that shovel out, start digging, <laughs> crying and making a mess. Cause yeah. And, and what you said in our last session really struck home to me. Um, you said to me, he didn't, you know, my ex didn't leave me. I left myself a long time ago and yeah. I never realized that I did that, but it was just little chunks at a time. I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so it's no wonder things turned out the way they did. Yeah. And it's not like a blame. It's just like, shit, what are we allowing? You know, what are we allowing? And that's the part where you guys, it's not easy to take responsibility for your part. It's so much easier to blame people. And, you know, I talk about it all the time that you are not your story. You can become the fucking author and change it and flip the script on yourself and empower yourself with what happens. So you are such a perfect, we could talk for hours because you have so many amazing stories. Um, if you were to just give one nugget of advice um, or your biggest like aha or takeaway for somebody out there possibly experiencing what you are experiencing, um, what would you love to tell them or let them know about? Um, well, I think for the people that uh depressed or anxious because that is such a huge that fucks with your head like literally you sit there thinking i'm going crazy nobody else understands me you're not alone all you have to do is reach out we're taught i think as western women we're taught to not vocalize what we're feeling and not to share our story because maybe your mother-in-law or your parents or your husband or partner they might think oh don't you shouldn't have said that or you know don't don't make us look bad or whatever um share your story because nobody knows what you're going through if you keep it all inside and the person if you don't know if you share your story your next door neighbor you could save their life like literally just by letting them know they're not alone you know so if you're going through a rough patch reach out to somebody you're not alone you do have that power to change it and just you just need to make that commitment to yourself that you're worth it and you can put that hard work in because you can turn anything around yes and the beauty of this mothers out there if you are a parent or adopted parent or you know step parent or you have your own children like Janie's going to be able to show she's showing she doesn't have to do anything she is an example to her kids her sons and daughters as to what a woman that goes through a tough time can create for herself and that's what we've talked about a lot as well is the fact that the kids are watching whether they're four or 14, right? They are watching, they're making things mean things. And the fact to see their mother go through what you went through and stand strong and cry and yet do the work and transform your life and now do your business. Like you guys, it's so powerful. If you've got kids out there, the best way to heal them and teach them is to do it for yourself. Like a million percent. I mean, to that. Yeah. No. I love you. I'm so honored that I got to speak to you about this and that everybody gets to hear your story. Um, what are you, what are you looking forward to next for you? What's, what's next for you? What's next for me? I'm just looking forward to, 
I don't know, seeing what's out there. I don't know. I've, this is the first time in my life where I've had the opportunity to see what Jane wants to do. And so I don't know. I don't know if that's staying in New Zealand or moving overseas. Hey, I might come to Melbourne and hang out with you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, I'm hiring you. <laughs> so it's just I'm excited to see what opens up what adventures are out there I mean maybe I'll meet someone maybe I won't but either way I'm going to take up my space and 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 do what's best for me and show my kids you know exactly how you can stand in your own power so they don't have to go through the same crap that I went through they can make their own mistakes they don't need to repeat mine (laughs) oh I love that I love you girl I will see you in the sisterhood, honey, and um, in our next sessions because we still have a few to go. So thank you, Janie, for who you are. Thank you for sharing your story. You are amazing. Love you. Thank you so, so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your time, your ears, your support, your love, your questions. Please connect. You can head over to Instagram at the Queen of Confidence or Facebook at the Queen of Confidence and hit me up. Or if you're not on Facebook or Instagram, email me, y'all. My email is erica at thequeenofconfidence.com. I cannot wait to hear from you. I thank you. I love you. This podcast is for you. Go out there and be great, y'all.